Welcome to the Weekend Entertainment Edition of the Literature and Film Podcast, a.k.a. The We Laugh. Our mission is to inform you of the latest entertainment choices for the weekend ahead, either at the cinema or streaming at home. And now, from a remote location on the East Coast, in the heart of Flying Bull Productions Studios, your host, Richard Lusk and Ryan Bull. Welcome to Laugh, episode 176. It's a wee laugh for the September 9th weekend. I'm your host, Ryan Bull. Joining me across the table, as always, is Richard Lusk. How are you? I'm just peachy, man. Ready to get back on the show. Ready to get moving. We're into the fall, and the fall waits for no one to get going on awards consideration films. Oh, yeah. Yeah, normally September's a little slow, but now, I mean, they're starting to pump out these movies. I'm, you know, are you ready for my bold prediction of the of the year? Sure. You know, last year I predicted that Leonardo DiCaprio would win Best Actor in the like previous March or something. Yeah, yeah. All right. So this year, La La Land wins Best Picture. La La Land wins Best Picture. La La Land wins Best Picture. That's my bold prediction. Does La La Land, La La Land come out right now? No, it's coming out later. <laughs> There's right. some other movies that are coming out. That might be up for awards consideration. Okay. Yeah, I, I definitely think Sully is going to be nominated for Best Picture. This comes to us from director Clint Eastwood. And this is the true story of um, the pilot Sully, the guy who uh, became a hero after gliding his plane along the water in the Hudson River. Chesley Sullenberger. Yeah. It's not a biopic about the giant blue monster from Monsters, Inc.? No, no. Um, he saved everyone on the plane. I think only like four people had to go to the hospital and mostly that was for hypothermia. Like they jumped off the plane, even though they were being told to stay on the wing, they jumped in the water and, you know, had some hypothermia effects. But I mean, nothing that bad. I tell you why that surprises me. And I wonder, I, I had a friend who, who bumped, who had a fender bender with a bus, an elementary school bus, mm-hmm. and every single kid on that bus went to the hospital and claimed that they had whiplash. She <laughs> got sued, like her insurance company got sued for like millions of dollars. They had to settle out of court, not mm-hmm. for millions of dollars, but her insurance company got sued. It was, it was a big deal for her. She bumped into the, oh, So why wouldn't these people go? Uh, uh, maybe they got some it has payouts. nothing to do with the movie. Sorry. Tom Hanks is playing Sully in this. Uh, his co-pilot's being played by Aaron Eckhart. Laura Linney is also in this film. So, I mean, it's got a star-studded cast. I wouldn't be surprised to see Tom Hanks get nominated for Best Actor. I mean, this is really, you know, a feel-good story. And from people I've talked to who are former pilots or even current pilots, they just say the job Sully did with dealing with all the problems Mm -hmm. is truly amazing. I mean, he did really, really good piloting here. And to be able to say everyone was able to walk away from this crash is pretty amazing. Well, the thing that interests me about this movie is that Despite those accolades, apparently he f- he had there was a huge investigation that threatened to destroy his career and his reputation. Oh yeah, this is the real life version of Flight, the Denzel mm-hmm. Washington movie from a couple of years ago, the Robert Zemeckis film. Well, it's based on the book Highest Duty by Chesley Sullenberger and uh, co-written by Jeffrey Saslow. But the screenwriter was Todd Kamarnicki. Todd Kamarnicki, mm-hmm. who wrote. Uh, 2007's Perfect Stranger with Halle Berry and Bruce Willis. Do you remember that? Barely. That was pretty bad. 2003's Resistance with Bill Paxton. 
both of these like had very critical reservations, like below twenty two percent. Those are the only two movies that he's written, and then since then, I guess he's been working on it. Well, actually, Sully didn't even. Mm-hmm. I think the plane went down in two thousand nine. Yeah, and pretty quickly, people were trying to buy up the movie rights to his life story. So, and I mean, he he pretty much handpicked Clint Eastwood, and Clint Eastwood as a director, very few misses. Oh yeah, is he one? Is he one of the best directors of all time? <sighs> I mean. Do you talk about him in the same breath as a Scorsese and a Spielberg? I I think you very well could. I I think his filmography is vastly underrated. I don't know how you couldn't, especially in terms of like spanning time. But I mean, if you even think about Oscars, like Million Dollar Baby, uh, Unforgiven. I mean, Bridges of Madison. Bridges of Madison County. County. Yeah, it's crazy. American Sniper. He might be the most bankable star ever. It's a shame he's 86 years old. But, I mean, from the time he was in his late 20s, he was one of the most bankable stars in Hollywood. After he stops being able to star in films, he's still making hit movies. His uh, cinematographer is Tom Stern, who does a lot of his movies as well. So they say he moves really quickly. He has, like, a shorthand that he deals with his, like, his supporting crew is all very like they get together they get the they go in and they get the job done but i think this movie also has is sort of effects laden has more uh cgi than um any other film any of his. other films and I, I hesitated there because i've heard some people say that you shouldn't say cgi or you shouldn't say cg one of the other two is wrong <laughs> i don't know I i'm not see. anyway computer generated yeah. imagery with at least with the planes um, which is something that uh, Clint Eastwood's not. I mean, he's a great director, but sometimes you can give him, uh, I don't know, you, you can criticize him for his production values sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apparently not in this case. This is what we're going to be reviewing on next week's show? Or, yeah, you've already called or, it again, once again. Do you want to do the Disappointments Room? I mean, <laughs> no. on our last show, you talked about how you know, you're know you not exactly the biggest horror movie fan. <laughs> and uh, the Disappointments Room is a story about a mother and her young son who accidentally release unimaginable horrors from the attic of their rural dream home. This comes to us from director DJ Caruso, who's uh, also going to be making the third Triple X film. Oh, really? Yeah. Vin Diesel is coming back in, yeah. Return of Xander Cage. He also did Eagle Eye, uh, Disturbia. I mean, he's had some decent films earlier on in his career. Disturbia was the remake of Rear Window, Window. though set with teenagers. Was the second Triple X movie called Double X? (laughs) No, uh, I think it was just Triple X State of the Union, yeah. Okay. Just supposedly Xander Cage was dead, but apparently he faked his death. He's resurrected. Yeah. Um, this movie was also written by Wentworth Miller. Uh, he's probably most famous for starring in Prison Break. A lot of people like him in that. He also wrote Stoker, a film we talked about about two years ago, and both of us kind of enjoyed. It was yeah, a it was creepy horror film. Top movies of that year. I think he's best known as the voice of Jock Number 4 on the Stu Roids episode of Family Guy, but <laughs> others might know him for other things. I'm not sure. I think he plays Captain Freeze on uh, The Flash in Heroes of Tomorrow. Captain Two- Cold. Captain Cold? Is yeah. That, yeah. Freeze is someone. He's bad. All right. All right. Whatever. Uh, Kate Beckinsale is in this as Dana. And uh, Gerald McRaney 
as Judge Black, or you remember Gerald McRaney from uh, the hit show, TV show, Simon and Simon in the 80s. <laughs> uh, he was apparently the last, Gerald McRaney hasn't done a lot of um, movies, but apparently he was the last man to face Matt Dillon in a, uh, in a showdown, a gun, sh- a gun shootout on the television show Gunsmoke. <laughs> That's his claim to fame. Nice. Um, Lucas Till is in this. He's Havoc from the X-Men movies. Yeah. I mean, decent cast. This is a 92-minute horror film. I'm a bit surprised it's rated R. I mean, to me, from watching the trailer, I got a PG-13 vibe from it. Well, if you know the real story that it's based on, you might understand why. Um, the real this, disappointments room? This movie might be the only movie that's based on a that got its inspiration from an HGTV television show. It's true. If this if walls could talk, apparently uh, these homeowners in uh, Rhode Island discovered that there was a disappointments room in this house, and then they did research to figure out what it was. So disappointment rooms are real. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil uh, what you're not going to explain what a disappointment uh, room is. I'll, I'll let you be. I'll let you not be disappointed when you watch this movie on HBO or whatever in a few years. But our audience might go see it. You never know. Mm-hmm. It's horrific. A disappointments room. So, uh, you know, that could allow for its being an R-rated movie. There's another, I think, R-rated movie that's coming out that's in the same realm. No? PG-13, When the Bell Breaks. When the Bell Breaks is PG-13? Yeah. Strangely enough, from that trailer, I thought that was the R-rated movie. Yeah, you would assume. Yeah. Uh, When the Bell Breaks is a movie starring uh, Morris Chestnut, Regina Hall, or Regina Hall, and Jazz Sinclair. As uh, these are young professionals that uh, employ a surrogate, and then things go psychotic. Single white female type deal. I'm thinking more. Uh, uh, now I was thinking Lethal Weapon. That's not Fatal right. Attraction. Yeah, Fatal Attraction. Sure. Fatal yeah, Attraction. It's got that early '90s sex thriller vibe. Um, it's written by Jack Olson, whose last movie was Sleepwalker with Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> I think that might be actually be his only movie. Uh, it was directed by John Casser, who was the director of the television show 24. He works mostly on uh, TVs, like TV programs. This is his first theatrical release. Now, in terms of um, marketing mm-hmm. for this movie, this, this isn't going to have a lot of meaning for our listeners, but they might understand the concept. There aren't very many billboards between here and school. There is one billboard in particular that's by the railroad tracks next to uh, the furniture store in York County that in one direction it faces the road. If you're if you're going towards school and you're in the right-hand lane, you can read what's on that sign. They've also sometimes advertised on the back of that, but it's at an obtuse angle to the road. So it's hard to tell what Wendy's is advertising. Incredibly difficult to see what's on there. When the Bow Breaks is advertised on that billboard. Wow. (laughs) It's the most obscure marketing plan that I've ever seen in the York County billboard. There is an advertisement for When the Bow Breaks, and it's hard to see because you got to read When the Bow Breaks as you're going by at 45 miles an hour. So... Look that look for that. <laughs> Any of our listeners that are in York County, Virginia, on their way to Gloucester or Yorktown, 
look for that billboard. You'll see. It'll be up for at least a week. Yeah, I have no idea how this movie's going to do in theaters. I, <laughs> I think it's anywhere from like four to fifteen million. Oh, really? You think could, it could, you could get that kind of bank? Well, it, it's, it's got, got an African American cast, and normally those movies get a certain audience on their first weekend out. You know, it's the Tyler Perry effect, for lack of a better name. Do most people going to see this movie think that it's a a mock? Uh, sort of satire of Fatal Attraction. I I don't know. Do they think it's like Scary Movie Four? No, <laughs> or I, Fatal Attraction. Like, I mean, to me, it it feels like a step up from a Lifetime Movie of the Week. You know, there are about seven or eight other movies with this title with the Val breaks. <laughs> you be careful that you're going to see this one. If you want to see the one with Morris Chestnut, directed by John Casser, make sure you're going to that one and not. The it's one from nineteen something about like a flood in Louisiana. Uh, babies, I think, huh? has lots to do with babies Fair and enough. trees and things. All right, so we're we're both in agreement though. You should go see Sully this weekend if you go see anything. Yeah, I think that's the one that will have awards consideration at the end of the year. And Clint Eastwood, man. All right, what if you're staying home? What could you stream? All right, now this is for anyone who hasn't been on a uh, a train ride through Norway. <laughs> On Netflix, there's this thing called Slow TV. <laughs> they take it's a it's a well it's 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 this, this new concept in uh, in entertainment known as wellness video programming, where they uh, bring the beauty of nature and travel right to your living room. So they put a, a high definition camera on top of a train, and then it travels for seven hours through Norway. It's like one of the highest rated television shows in Norway. Yeah, didn't Norway do this a couple years ago with like a uh, uh, fireplace fire? Yes. And people were able to call in and give their advice like, should the wood be put bark down or bark up? You can watch that on Slow TV. <laughs> That's one of the episodes. There's also the National Knitting Night where they got together and they knitted a uh, a sweater from, I want to say from scratch, but it's actually they shave the sheep or the goat or whatever it is. What do you get sweaters off of? A woolly, woolly. Depends what material you want. Sure. (laughs) They shave the the Norwegian sheep and then they put it through the loom and then these women (laughs) knit together a sweater and the guy puts it on. Seven and a half hours later. (laughs) Wow. There's also something on, if you're not, if you don't have Netflix, but you have Amazon Prime, you can watch the window channel, which they have a camera and they set it out of a window <laughs> facing in like a Aruba or they have some that are underwater. <laughs> um, so it's like a live, I don't know, fish tank. Wow. There's some in the streets of Paris or whatever. Anyway, I'm recommending it for you. It's a, pan- it's a panacea for the world weary worker who toils under the draconian systems of all work and no play. I'm recommending it for you and for me as a streaming pick, because as you know, I have a um, an extra period this year. Yeah, you're, you're a hard-working English well. teacher. So I'll put on the train. And we'll see it go through the. I don't know. So you're saying watch North slow Northwest TV Pass. on either Netflix or Amazon. Oh, uh, Amazon has Windows. The Window Channel. The Window yeah. Channel. Yeah, window okay. Channel. I think it's also on Hulu or whatever. So anyway, I recommend Firewood Night. <laughs> what else can you get if, not, if you don't want to be that excited? <laughs> well, you can go by Redbox and pick up the Jungle Book. Uh, this is the third highest grossing movie so far this year. Wow. We barely covered it. Somehow it just slipped through the cracks for us. We were waiting for the one that's coming out next week, next year. 
Yeah, I guess this one is from Disney. It's a combination of live action and a bunch of CGI. It's from director John Favreau. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did Cowboys and Aliens, the first two Iron Man movies, Elf. Uh, you know, pretty well respected director. He made some enjoyable films. This movie has done incredible business. Three hundred sixty-three million domestic, over six hundred million foreign. Wow! So it's probably going to break the billion-dollar mark. Jeez. I mean, is this Disney? Buena Vista? Yeah, this is Disney. So, you know, huge More hit. live action Disney movie. The, oh. the live action Pinocchio is coming out. And you know what I'm watching as soon as we're done uh, talking today? The new trailer for Beauty and the Beast premieres Ooh. today. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. Wow. That's yeah. another streaming pick for you. I can't wait till next year when that comes out. That is going to be You've already awesome. used all your chips on Don't Breathe. All right, fair enough. But uh, I am definitely renting The Jungle Book this weekend and catching up with that. Right. Uh, everyone I've talked to who's seen it says it's really, really good. It outdoes the original animated film. So that's my uh, streaming, or that's my Redbox pick. Yeah, fair enough. So, um, good job. That's the show. Uh, we're both going to go watch Sully. We'll have a review of it on next week's show. Also coming out is The Disappointments Room, a horror film starring Kate Beckinsale. Uh, we're going to take a pass on it and say go watch it on HBO. You also have When the Bow Breaks, a sexy thriller that's coming out. Uh, since we do a kid show, we're not going to review that. Yeah. Uh, for our students, um, you're Hold saying up. on Netflix, go watch Slow TV, or if you got Amazon Prime, you can watch The Window Channel. And I'm saying on Redbox, go rent The Jungle Book. So that's our show. Thank you for joining me, L-Train. Thank you. There be dragons. Okay.